This is Kristen. And this is Isha. Welcome to I'm Not a Peach Crayon. All right, welcome back, y'all. Yep, time for another episode of I'm Not a Peach Crayon. So uh, we're trying something a little bit different. So excuse our hesitation as we both glance back and forth, trying to communicate with our eyes without betraying what's happening with our mouths. Um, Anyway, we are just dropping a little mini uh, so just because somehow September got away from us. And... um, so yeah, we saw Woman King on the 16th, right on and the day to support. So if you haven't watched it, go out there and watch it. That's right. Um, and it got a lot of positive buzz when it first before it came out. It had a lot of good press and a lot of positive buzz. Full context: we did After. not look for anything outside of like maybe information about what the storyline might be or actual trailers. Right. The only the only thing I really looked at was the trailer. And I remember wanna... it took us forever to find to like actually because they only showed the trailer at the whatever film festival. So all right. the things had like parts or weird. Yeah, and you only had other people's accounts of how good it was. The, the trailer mm. looked until you actually we actually got a chance to see the trailer ourselves. Yeah. And so in that spirit, because sometimes like you were talking about, like, you know, the black tax about mm. how we nitpick mm-hmm. movies done by um, black mm-hmm. black people and predominantly uh, black actors mm-hmm. that we decided uh, independently to just not even pay attention to anything talking about the movie until we went and saw it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So based on that, what was your first uh, reaction to the film? Ecoji? I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still emotionally heartbroken and I have, and then, so no spoilers because this is a mini one and you may not have seen it, but I'm emotionally heartbroken. I want to say uh i called a certain thing that was going to occur in the movie it was like obvious but i think uh and when it happened i was still not prepared for it so you know it was i guess that was good it was good uh i enjoyed it i enjoyed watching just I was trying really hard not to talk to Kristen during the movie because I wanted to like be focused. I think a lot of us were trying hard. Yeah. That was the most packed theater I've seen in a while. And there were a lot of black people in there. So Mm -hmm. I was pretty pleased with that. I was about to go stand up in the middle though. There was some Asian dude in the movie theater with some some black person and they were on On their phone. phone. And I wanted to get up and smack that phone out their hand. But I stopped myself. I was like, let's not beat that person today, Isha. And I I appreciate you. Yeah. I wanted to see the movie. That it was more I wanted to see the movie and now I want a machete well I've always wanted a machete but now this is just reaffirmed that desire to have one um either way I automatically I can tell you I can give it five fuzzy froze out of five fuzzy froze just because I felt emotions it was nice to see if I'm just being like absolutely positive um it was nice to see just like black women of different colors and and shades of brown with different hairstyles and like just sometimes you know something that occurred to me was like there's a point where they're walking around and they have their hair in just like basic braids like a, uh, almost like a french braid or two french braids right. but like it looks different on her hair yeah. and i remember feeling having that done to my hair as a kid and a little white girl shaming me not maybe not maybe it wasn't on purpose or not but like because it didn't look it, the way it, it looks yeah. for her. And, and I always thought, and the way, you know, media portrays that is like, that's us out here looking, looking a mess and not having our shit together. And yet for in this context, that's not the case. Like that was just one of the hairstyles that we could do on top of the other stuff. I mean, there were more elaborate things, but it was just like the, the ease of like, could I imagine just that unloading of like the effort that black women put into their hair? Right. To like not have to think about what that looks to the 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 gazing eye. And even like <clears throat> not that this makes it any better, but like they even had the colonizer was still like about that. Well, I guess you know, there was white slave masters that were still hooking up with, you know, of course. And by were. hooking up I mean, but I'm trying not to say a trigger a triggering word for me. So uh I just but you know, like I, I was just like there was this it, it didn't feel ugly to me. If it, that makes it, sense. It felt normal. Yes. It, it, it was, to me, it was so ordinary. I, although I did appreciate looking at the different types of braids for like each of the different women. Wives and the, and the, yeah. And the different like um, 
the the different women mm-hmm. represented by different cultures that were all together exactly. and how they they the they you know yeah. and also the bonding process like having your hair braided mm. by uh, someone else is a bonding process like that's the time you get a chance to talk and relax like i remember um one of the person uh, the people that has done our hair in the past kitten mm-hmm. she would talk about how being a hairstylist there was also the the thing about um being a person's like psychiatrist or psychologist Mm -hmm. as well yeah as well as just braiding the hair Mm -hmm. and like getting a chance to get to know the person because you're you're there for hours and it's a very intimate space right and so this person is in your hair Mm -hmm. and for a lot of black women i think in the diaspora it is a very like do not touch my hair Mm. Um, having people pet your hair like you're some kind of like animal tri- or uh, what's the thing? Uh, curiosity, they, curiosity, and it was like keep your fingers out of mm. my hair. Um, but they to, t- but to have a space where you can go and have your hair done and to talk to somebody mm. and it was like a very sister bonding moment. And I was I would say that like that kind of makes me think of those um, what's it called? Too those videos I see popping up of like. Black couples or people dating black people and having that level of trust of being like, oh, they're letting me help having me help with their hair. Yes. And like, or trusting me to do these things with it. That like, whether it's a relationship or sis in the sense of like partners or parent to child or sibling or pibbling, because uh, you know, I right. know some people very thin nose hair. Uh, or, um, or 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 uh, just friends like that yeah. level of just like safety that you have from just being because I remember sometimes even though after you know you're trying to avoid the hot comb or whatever once you're in the safety zone of the hair the hair process for like one particular process I remember like being sleepy and just being like taking naps basically while I'm sitting there or like getting your hair braided and after your head gets used to the tightness you're like you just kind of zone out listening to different conversations yeah that was something that I liked hearing the different women have some things to talk about Mm. listening to music like being especially growing up in the suburbs actually being able to go back to being in a predominantly black environment Mm. after we moved from the city to to the Mm. suburbs that was that was the hair salon like Mm -hmm. that was like being able to just kind of go and just kind of refresh and recharge your batteries around people that were like you without having to put on any airs Mm -hmm. and that that was that was something that I I loved and hated at the same time yeah. growing up. I mean, for, for various reasons we understand. Right. And even then now, like, I think about that as an adult. And sorry, not to get too important, but, like, even just watching that um, with, like, the longer hair things. Like, now I feel kind of awkward because there was it's been so long that I've been out of those spaces that you don't really realize how... And it's not that you ever totally lose it because it's, like, the ease kind of comes back to you after a while, but, like, when you're, you don't realize how much of an impact it has on you until you're not in that space for a long time and then you return to it. Um, so I've been like kind of enjoying the awkward re- reaffirming as like a, a different kind of woman okay. into this space too. Um, and so like watching the movie where not only when they were just um, doing each other's hair, but like when they participated in... Um, like dancing before or like the the, the hype yeah. before going out to battle or the way they trained um, um, with each other or the way that they like, there was just this trust and understanding that no matter where we came from, eventually in that field, we're all, we're all, we're, right, all, we're all together. Right. And there was a point that that's what uh, Viola Davis's character, um, Naniska, was trying to convey when she was saying she was losing people was that it was like this kind of all for all for ourselves or I, you know, the bonding, like the things that separate us or the things in these worlds that try to separate us. Right. And put, pit each other against, pit, pit us against each other, which if we talk about black women and cult and, and media and stuff and kind of going back to the conversation we had last episode of how there's colorism and the way we do our hair, it's like if you're pressed permed hair, what kind of A, B, C, D, it's like other things that society, history, uh, everything that is systematically been put there to kind of like press us has also put to divide us. And I kind of, I didn't really 
it resonated with me when the Niska's character character was saying that in the movie as like, yeah, that makes sense in the war. You, you know, you don't want somebody just doing their own rogue thing all the time. Right. And like not feeling camaraderie and saying like, you are my sister. Like there is something, there's a threat against us, or maybe sometimes it's not a threat. It's just living this life, but this is what we have in this, role that we have as black women in this world i'm gonna take it back to drumline for a second but that Mm. whole idea of like one band one sound Mm. like it doesn't matter how great you are individually Mm. no one's paying attention to you individually because we're all working and functioning as a group even though we're so different and unique right and that's fine and that's fine but there also has to be some type of allowance for creativity and ingenuity in order to be able to to not throw out tradition altogether Mm. but to be able to adapt as well especially when you're talking about a military unit there needs to be the ability to To adapt adapt and change right and And use new ideas and new techniques in order to um defeat your opponent and i think they did really well in just like the context of like yeah it's in terms of military and then fighting the army but like to portray that concept that exists in all aspects of our lives whether it's the traditions of movement and song and story, or if it's the way we, we talked about this before, the habits that we build to survive versus the habits that we we need to acquire or, or work toward, towards to thrive. It's like you had Nadeska's character representing this older mouth. That's true. It's like, we need to, don't forget that we're here together, that like all this that has grown for good is because we showed up for each other and our, as well as ourselves. It's part of our tradition. It's part of our tradition. And it's, and there's parts of it that are, that work, that are just that right. whole true. It's like when you, when you as a human being are developing, there are core parts about you that are just truths. And like you develop and evolve what that means, but like, so that you can adapt and move through this world. But like, if you're a terrible person and you just hate the world and you whatever, then like that's who you are. If maybe you can change it, up, but like that's those are core things about you that dictates how you move and act through this world. If you are a person who like I don't know is a good person, is chill or whatever, doesn't like a lot of drama or whatever, then that's still who you are. If you're a person who likes drama, but is a good person, that's still who you are, but you might evolve how you move through the world so that you're not harming other people, things like that. So you're evolving, but you still have the same. And it's like, you have Nesca and then you have, and I forgot the, the, the young girl's name in the movie, nor do I know the actress's name, Nolly. Thank you. She's representing that, like you said. And I think her name is, I might get this wrong, but Thuso embedded mm-hmm. I, I i don't know either but like there was something we posted on our instagram that had the the five main women sitting together at the right. table and it was just like seeing that concept of like here's the women who paved the way the people who are the the moment in the middle of that you know living from what the predecessors have done and then you have the youngest generation within there too like all together creating this one voice, but also singularly being and bringing something beautiful and different and, and evolving to to it. Yeah. 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 So I love, and speaking in terms of understanding and seeing that and just like, remember I leaned over at one point and I was like, no matter what we try to do, black people always dancing before we yep. gotta go somewhere. Yep, and, and always like, rolling with the crew, up, right? You're like, uh, and always rolling with the crew. If you don't have, have a music. crew, you you still you you get sometimes because you rolled out there yeah. by yourself. Sometimes you can't, your crew can't be there with you, right? But they but won't. You, but they but the thing about like not leaving someone behind, mm-hmm. you're still always there thinking about them, and unlike. This is what I wanted to say to this. Sorry to interrupt you. It was like, even though she was leaving, she still had the, you know, when you're not with your friends, but you, they're there with you anyway. Yeah. Or you're not with your family. Like I used to tell people, the reason why I had the tattoo of the tree on my back is that that was my family tree. No matter where I was in this world, I was always home. So if I ever felt, I felt grounded because of that. And it's okay. the same with like the way my friends have shaped who I am. I can hear their voices in my head when no something, you, you know, are. no matter where I'm tell, either like picking me up when I'm down or like cheering me on when I'm just having a good time, but I'm flying solo. Like that's what, that's what I mean. Like when I say that, like she was still rolling out there knowing that if they could have, they would have been there, which they, you know, 
Yeah. And that you also can't leave. And I think uh, Nawi yeah. felt that even though Izogi kind of lost the way. And that's something too that happens. We lose our way. We like forget for a second who we are, but we have each other to kind of like remind oh each God. other. Right. Yeah. And and also have that grounding because, mm-hmm. and I think the the relationship that you have hinted at between Nawi and Izogi is is so key because he's so key the the because I remember it made me what you said made me think about when I was in high school and at my high school they had like a big sister little sister program mm. so that the juniors and seniors would take on a freshman an incoming freshman and kind of just like guide them around mm. like there were girl there were girls in my class that had really great big sisters like they had treats for them they they spent they actually made the effort to get to know them and talk to them and like be there for them and I had a crappy big sister Mm. and I don't know she may have had a lot of things going on in her life like sometimes you know you you say I I want to do something but you it's something that is difficult for you and it's it it demands more from you than what you're prepared to give at that time but I just remember thinking that I don't want to do this program because of how poor she was at it. Mm. But then also the thought that if I ever did do the program, I would make sure that I would be there as much as I could for my little sister. Mm. And I think that was the, 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 the thing that kept stayed in my head for when I had to do other things is to, to know that if I'm going to say that I'm going to be there and I'm going to help you, then I need to show up and actually be there to help you no matter whatever else is going on in my life. That doesn't mean that I would be perfect at it. Mm -hmm. And Lord knows I have not ever been perfect at it, but I've done my best and I probably could have done a little bit more to be there and to be present Mm -hmm. and to be a good like example of a big sister without being judgmental or or just to be there if you need a friend. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is such an important thing. Cause when I saw Izogi kind of take her under her wing, whereas, you know, the others are just kind of like, uh, just kind of like a problem child. Right. Or that one but, woman was like, oh, you're not one of us. So why are you even here? Why did you stay? Right. Well, that was a different girl, but yeah. But it's but, still but the same was, concept. Mm. Cause then the, another one came in and that was um, Amenza, who mm. I, who I love. And that's Sheila Atin was the actor that portrayed Amenza. Mm. And Amenza was like, I wasn't originally part of this, these, these people too, Uh but I'm here. Does that make you any better than me? And then all of a sudden it was like a backpedal, right? Because it was like, this is someone you respect. And Amenza had all the receipts Mm. for everything that she had done. And and she was their spiritual leader. Yes. I was like, she's a, 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 a shaman was, warrior. I was like, Amenza oh. was Amenza had all the hats. She was the Jackie of all the trades. I forgot what and her master of all of them too. Her real name is I forgot what you did, but she was wearing this she thing. Was. At him. She what at him? Sheila. Sheila. There was a, a the, either Vogue or Elle, whatever they did as a photo, and she's yeah. wearing like this black dress with these long ass red gloves and I was like yes you come out here with your black ass skin in the best way possible I'm saying that with your bright ass red gloves and I was like I'm living I would not do that because I'm so you know like I find red like that doesn't look good on me but I love it when it's on and I was like she knew she was out here with her skin and I was like ah and I remember seeing her Sorry, in the trailers true. because she looks so fierce, mm-hmm. she and she a spear she, she made she made me want to have a spear mm-hmm. as well as um, machete. Yeah, they I all the machete, machete with the, the rope attached. Right, to it. I they, was they, like, they had you come up with all kinds of uh, weapon ideas, but mm-hmm. just just looking at that and seeing this group of women come together despite all their differences mm-hmm. that was very uplifting and empowering to see that. And also hearing us kind of cheer or mm-hmm. and try to stay quiet at some points where we, <laughs> but we wanted to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, th- I think there were points we couldn't hold in. There were people, there we, were, but we, we did our best as a small theater, but I, I, I just want to say that like, again, I've heard some of the stuff that people have been saying, um, but I think and this is a conversation we've had on here before, and this is my position as always, is, is like, for me, I see what it took to get to 
just see this and all the things I've had to watch to just get to this. And it reminded me of this thing that I posted on our Instagram, but it was from a TikTok user and I can't remember her name, but it was showing like her as a now and her as a kid reading like fantasy novels and things like that. I'll show it to you in person. But it's like the little girl version of herself is like, hey, you know, or no, the older one's like, hey, you know, there's books and TVs and things with, um, and we still read these things with fantasy. We still love this as an adult. Like, yeah. it's going to be fine. And then it's like, oh, cool. Do we still want to be the heroine with the brown hair, the green eyes and the light skin? And it was like, no, we don't want to be at that that anymore. And they're like, why do we not want to be the hero? And it was like, well, it's not that we don't want to be the hero of the story, but now we see ourselves really represented as the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because there's a point where she's like, well, how long do I have to wait? And it's like, well, for a while, but it's worth it. And it was like that to me, what is represents how I feel when I see this, like granted. And I'm like, you know, what you told me, I was like, but I just, for that movie, I just didn't want to take the joy from it because it, I could see the little girl version of me that I lost who saw like myself in those roles, even despite all the other bullshit that was going out there. And then I lost that and now I'm finding it again and I'm enjoying the things that, you know, like I really truly love doing because of the imaginative little girl that that was. And so like seeing this, it was like seeing that made real. So I, it might, you know, it's not perfect. No, it's not perfect, but I loved it. So he goes, he goes. Sorry. Okay. Well, my first impressions were very positive as well. Um, I would have given it 4.5 out of 5 fuzzy froze. Actually, probably more towards the 4.5, maybe 4.75 fuzzy froze. Because I was kind of going in expecting more of like a Django Unchained experience. Mm. And granted, it was good. But... I was not too thrilled to see so much black on black uh, violence. I mean, I granted, I know it existed. Like, don't, 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 don't say like, oh, well, they never, like, I know all groups of people, no matter what colors they look like, have fought against each other and have massacred each other and hacked each other to pieces and enslaved each other. Like, that's not something that I was, I I went in there not knowing and not Mm. understanding. I was just expecting them to be more fired up about killing a bunch of Europeans than they did. They seemed <laughs> fired up to me. I mean, they're they, mourning they, the loss. Of- I, I know, but I was like, I expected, like I said, a Django Unchained experience where you see the the, mo- the majority of people dying in the film were whites. Well, I also wanted to have it, because I was thinking about that too, when you brought it up last time. So technically the Europeans had guns. They did. And horses. Yes. And they did not have that. So like an all out, it, it would have had been a lot of raids, which is fine, I guess. But like the the epic battle scene to be able to see them do their moves. Yeah. It would not have. Different. Different. Yeah. It would have been different. And, and I'm sure if you were going towards the latter end of the uh, Agoje and mm-hmm. Dahomey people when they were fighting against the French and Mm. they did hold out for a while regardless of the the lack of technological imbalance Mm. until they eventually fell but they did challenge them as as much as they possibly could and I know that in an article that I read that they said that you know if they wanted to be more of a give more of an uh a truthful account Mm. of the history of the Agoji and the and the, the homie then that would have been a good place to start, but the only thing was that it would have been a sad movie because mm-hmm. they would have been, they would have lost. Yeah, this um, kind of gives you the beginning because I and you also when we noticed that they were Portuguese, we we're like, oh, they're doing it towards the beginning, yeah, right? Because it was eighteen twenty three, and so like this makes more sense for that, and like, and I think that's what I that's how I've cavited or pivoted that conversation is that historically probably at this point in time this is what they're going to be dealing with it's going to be more black on black but i didn't take it as black on black i just took it as like this is what our people did there you know here are these two amazingly strong groups and like you know displaying human you know vice and 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 attrition they 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 were just as capitalist 
as anyone else where you have supply and demand. Right. And that was, and that's the thing. And I think that's some something that a lot of people are kind of taking issue with mm-hmm. is because this, and it's not because of the movie, but people, it's easy to say like, it's because of movies like this mm-hmm. that there are white people who are like, well, we shouldn't pay reparations to people of African descent throughout the diaspora, as well as to the continent of people in the different countries in the continent of Mm -hmm. Africa, because they enslaved each other. And we, and there were good white people who tried to stop them and they, and they died. And there were like a few thousand of them that died compared to the millions of Africans that got dropped in the ocean. And so I see that argument. And, but but see that it's it's thing and but you have people who are like who who will try to make uh who will try to equate apples and oranges mm-hmm. and I was like well the Europeans enslaved and massacred each other for centuries mm-hmm. as well the difference was that they didn't go around shipping each other mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the sea to different places Just and then thing. coming up with the system to keep them in perpetual mm-hmm. slavery mm-hmm. exactly and and I think. It was it was touched on just a little bit in the film about supply and demand because mm-hmm. it was the, the guy was the 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 Portuguese guy who who came in the captain I mm-hmm. can't remember his no, name it doesn't matter. Uh, Fiera uh, Santo uh, Ferreira okay. uh, he was basically talking about how you know everybody's making money off of African slaves and give us more slaves and you can have all the wealth mm-hmm. and everything that Europe has and I was thinking. Well, the only thing you ain't saying is whether or not Europeans are sitting there shipping each other off to to enslave. Mm-hmm. You you came all the way to Africa to get your slaves, but you could have stayed at home and enslaved your own people. And the the thing is, like the reason why you did it, and then right. you had your church, mm-hmm. you know, tell you that it was okay for you to do, do this. this. And so then you were like, oh well, now that we've got authority, instead of coming in as one person in one of the videos I sent saying, oh, the love of Jesus. Jesus said, love everybody, mm-hmm. not enslave each other. Mm-hmm. Like what what is this dichotomy that you have? I think actually one of the agoji brings it up too, like that as the conversation. Is either Nawi De- or this but Dezo brings yeah, it up. Yeah. So him. I mean like and so that's why I also like this movie because it doesn't shy away from the fact that that occurred. But it also talks about if you're paying attention and you're watching it, it talks about that. It talks about that conversation then of like that nuanced difference. And sorry, like if we're going to sit here and be like, oh, well, they're always going to have an argument for this. Just come with your argument. If you have if you understand your side of the argument and, and understand why, despite all that, this still is apples and oranges to your conversation, then these people who are ignorant to believe that or think that or want to put like fuck the argument we we just need to do you know we we know what we what we're saying we know what happened and for us to deny it puts us in the same space as them right and history also knows because it's been recorded Mm -hmm. and no matter how many times people try to change it and rewrite it it is what it is right but i i know that that was one of the the chief arguments that Mm -hmm. had come up because of the film and Though there there are those arguments, I also feel that when I found out that the writers mm-hmm. were white, I also that kind of mm-hmm. deflated me just a little bit because I was like, there are a lot of good black writers mm-hmm. that are not just in ho- in Hollywood but outside so of it, it as an well. All white team. Um, I don't know if it was an all white team. I just know that the screenwriters were white, were were two white women, mm-hmm. but the director was black. Mm-hmm. The cast was all black. It was filmed in like, right. It was filmed in South Africa. And there was a great story about how they got the rains to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Because they started singing. John Boyega was talking about it. And I was like, that's awesome. Because he was talking about how a lot of us in the diaspora were like, because it was raining and they were like, that was time and money being wasted because they had to stop filming and it needed to be dry. And the South Africans got together and they were like, look, we we're going to sing a song and we're going to stop the raid. And he was like, everyone else that you could see th- those of us in the diaspora, like, yeah, I don't okay. think that's going to be what we need right now. But and we hope they, they started with the drums uh, and they started singing and dancing. And he was like, the rain stops. And I was like, see right there. I was like, that's the power mm-hmm. of black people in song right yeah, there. Like, oh, hell no. We could just, uh, Um, so I know we just got back from break. (laughs) 
Uh, she was in, informing me about something very interesting. Right. That I did not know. Well, something that I did not know prior to uh, the film coming out was that actress Lupita Nyong'o was supposed to portray Naoi mm -hmm. in the film. And she went to Benin because she was so excited about doing this film to learn more about the Agoji and the Dahomey people and, and their history and everything. And from what I recall reading and hearing about, she met with people who were descendants of uh, the people that they had enslaved mm. and uh, massacred. And she heard their stories and she was just like, I can't be part of this. Um, I can't do this. Right. And so she left left the project. Um, and when we were talking about it, because you mentioned 300 mm -hmm. and how, you know, granted, when you talked about how, you know, we could they couldn't do something to show like at the end with the Dahomey fighting the French because yeah. it was sad. And I was like, well, 300 is actually sad, too. Yeah. Because they all died. That. So they, they technically could have could've done that. It. Yeah. Um, they just don't want to show more. I don't know. That's well, weird... I mean, to see a, a group of a women, women, just black women being murdered, murdered. Yeah, by white men. Lot. So that, <laughs> right. I so, would not see that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's probably why, because that's mm -hmm. the difference, you mm -hmm. know, with the people would have lost their minds. They're complaining now, but damn. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I just thought of that right now yeah. as we're talking. Yeah. But be because of that, one of the things that, if you know anything about Hollywood, they are not. The place where you go to get your historical learning like they may mm -hmm. throw some facts in there but it's based on actual events and mm -hmm. when they say based on actual events they mean we're going to change a lot of crap to make it interesting because we want you to be right? involved and we might change historical fiction right <laughs> we might change where people were actually and like mm -hmm. it's not a documentary mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a film meant to entertain and then maybe it interests you to go actually learn, learn more, more about, about it. it. And it made me interested to learn about it when I first saw that trailer mm -hmm. that I went and I learned about the Dahomey and how they were able to add to their numbers. And I, so when I saw that in the film, I wasn't surprised because mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I studied up about that and I learned about that a little bit. Like mm -hmm. I knew that the Portuguese had kickstarted slavery mm -hmm. off race-based slavery, I should say off in the, in the world mm -hmm. and so when i People saw the forget. portuguese there i was like oh yeah so they took it back and they actually included the portuguese mm -hmm. who were basically the the start of it all um and we we kind of kept going from there right um so i i thought it was it was good on those points when i first when mm -hmm. i first saw the movie so i can't really say anything because i already knew that i couldn't trust hollywood to give me like right. a, a, a factual exactly. account of events because these are the same people hollywood is the same group of people that brought out birth of a nation mm -hmm. so i was like i'm sorry though even though there's so many years between birth of a nation and now, the woman king there's it's not still a lot there's still a lot of stereotypical lies and mm -hmm. all kinds of bs that gets wrapped around and rolled down and passed through the generations um that we kind of still see and we still are being still have to suffer see because of and mm -hmm. have to deal with the the response to and and how it all just kind of ballooned and has become this systemic problem that they originally you know wanted it to be because hey they were just making movies to entertain people and who cares if some of those people start to actually believe in the What's, things that that right. being fed to them without actually going and doing some due diligence on their own? I mean, it's great marketing to put fear in people by like creating these fears for them to perceive. I mean, like that's the 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 original true horror is cinematography from the early like from the early days when it was like Birth of a Nation because yes. it was like woo beware of these spooky savages and all this other stuff and it was like we're white people dressed up as black people mm -hmm. it was a whole thing so like that again to your point that's why when some I had heard some of that stuff after we started talking about it after we watched it and it was just like but why would you go there thinking of that like come on now like. It just, but I feel like it's the same thing like, why because, because they, they do so many things regarding history and, th and, and stuff that has happened mm -hmm. and yes they do bring light to things and, and certain topics and, right? And but it says based those, on a true story or like some of the events or something that tells you like oh true but I don't I can't remember if it said based on a true story when we first saw it oh, poster okay mm -hmm. 
Um, so that means a lot, a lot of us like myself did not really cl clearly read the poster. We just saw <laughs> Viola Davis and we were like, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and the rest of it kind of got left behind. But, you know, stuff, when I think of hidden figures, Mm -hmm. how how great that was because it brought it shed a light on something that a lot of us didn't know but it dramatized but a it, lot of yes a lot of things got dramatized because it it made it it made it like for a better impact mm -hmm. and, you know and um i also remember when mom took us to go see what was it about the first black navy diver it was called a few uh a few men, of honor. A men of honor okay. men of honor with cuba so, gooding jr yeah. and robert de niro and it was really good and I thought that there was an actual Master Chief Billy Sunday until I found out that he did not technically exist. exist. He was basically an amalgamation of different people. Mm -hmm. But because they couldn't get all those people in there, okay. they just put him into one person who was there throughout the entire film. That makes me think of, I don't know the name of the movie that's coming out about uh, the the air, the 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 first black or what, like a black man as a as an air you call them air force yeah but if for korea oh yeah and yeah, i yeah. was like in my head i'm like okay it's, so this could either be an actual person but some of this is going to be dramatized because you know we weren't there when they're having these deep conversations over here right i well, mean did his, he and his white co-pilot buddy right get along from the jump or was there some issues because before they the different races and they were trying to sit there and was it what it was that word uh integrate the military right but to the point of it was like we don't know if I don't know yet if that's like one dude or if it's right. like a few people but I, you know I come in with that understanding that what I am seeing on this screen and even then with some documentaries because people come out with can just make any kind of documentary but you come in with the knowledge knowing or the understanding that this is not all real or it could not all, all be, be real, real but what I can do is go and look and find out about this right i can go and study if it's, i'm interested i can learn more things like the i feel because i'm like movies and tvs whether it's historical fiction regular fiction whatever it's supposed to be there to spark something within you music movies tv reading books to spark something within you to to take action so whatever that action is either getting more books and reading in more in the series or to like look up like, oh, they said it was based off of this. Let me go look this up and what this is like, and find out more. Like we forget that like, it's like, oh, I'm just supposed to sit here and it's supposed to just wash information and things. Suck it up, right? Suck it in. Everything makes sense. No. I don't have to actually read a book. No, it's here for you to be out here like evolving yourself. And so for you to sit here, not you, but you know, like to, to just be passively learning. Right. Yeah. And be like, and then complain about it. It was like, well, I'm not here to te teach you everything. I'm, I'm here, here to, to teach you world history. Right? <laughs> it's like your teachers. Your teachers don't teach you everything. They can't. There would be no time. But yeah. like, it's here to give you, I mean, in terms of other things, like a base to start from. And if you're interested, you'll go on to learn more about it. Exactly. So, but the, I did want to add, so that was my perfect, like in a lovey-dovey world where there's nothing there, a five fuzzy froze would have been my thing. Mm. But with the things as I've learned to develop, I would say four out of five. Okay. But only because we don't live in a perfect world. No, but I also think that it at least opens the door for more films to be made. Because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of this could go back to the success of Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Because The Woman King, from what I can remember, it wasn't marketed as a Black film mm -hmm. or an African film. It was marked as a as a film about, about these women, women. War mm -hmm. warriors. And even though there was an article that I read with Maria Bello, who was talking about how she wanted to make the story of the, uh, of the Agoji, basically like this kind of Shakespearean or um, Greek type of tragedy. And, and I, mm. when I saw that, my first thought was, why does it have to be based upon something Western like Shakespeare or, Can I or Greek tragedy? For a second? I wish I would have known that when we had that conversation because at first when you told me about it, you told me about that part first. So I thought it was Black women or Viola Davis oh, who okay. was thinking that way. But now it makes more sense because she is white. So the background that she has mostly and is familiar with is that. So of course, you're, see, that makes more sense to me. Okay. But yeah, but when I saw that out and and I, because I had found out she was white first. Mm. So I, yeah, I, I didn't, it's all right. I don't think I said that. But still, um, just being able to see that and 
and think that I'm just like, and even when I see it now in Black Panther, they don't call the door Milaje Amazons mm. because they don't have anything in common with Greek Amazons, mm-hmm. except for the fact that they're the female, female warriors. warriors. Yeah, That's the only thing. But when I see things about the Agoji, there are times, a lot of times I keep seeing that it's like the Agoji mm-hmm. Amazons yeah. or, you know, the, the Dahomey Amazons. Amazons. And I'm like, they're actually not Amazons. That was the first introduction I had to them too. And I looked it up and I was like, that's so then I stopped using it but then again that goes to that conversation you look it up and you learn instead of just taking the first piece of information and just using that to base everything off of right and I think a lot of people are basing it the fact that they're female warriors and they're likening them to Amazons and but still is that likening to a white Mm -hmm. Greek western standard Mm -hmm. like oh everything is based upon this standard. And it was like, no, no it's not. The yeah. Agoji are completely different. Mm-hmm. What their, their function was different. They're Why they, warriors. they're just female warriors, but that doesn't mean that Greece had the monopoly on female warriors. Not all female warriors are Amazons, but Amazons are female warriors. Yes. Um, you, you made me think of something that someone sent to me after I posted about uh, seeing the woman King. And their response was, color me unsurprised. She strapped Chadwick's entire legacy to her back and started marching. So my brain, this is kind of, the. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. So I didn't really quite respond directly back to that conversation because I was just like, I don't know how to take that. Like, because I was like, also, Viola's been out here, I mean, way longer. Before Chadwick. But then also it could mean just, you're just saying that like, she's she was moving and she took his thing along too and kept it moving and used like you said like the momentum of black panther but i was just like i couldn't tell what this person meant and i wanted to be like what do you mean by that but i also didn't want to get into that i but i think clarification would is good because i don't know what they mean by that because she doesn't need to take his legacy anywhere his legacy will endure and and carry it forward she has her own that she's trying to carry for it and it's not just for her but for other black right female you know actors and yeah i know and i feel like a lot of things have exploded now because of the Mm -hmm. success of black panther but chadwick boseman as black panther and i'm i'm not gonna not to you know to to belittle his work because it was excellent like mm-hmm. his his introduction to the mcu as black panther was phenomenal mm-hmm. the movie black panther was phenomenal mm-hmm. but it was phenomenal because of everybody that was there yeah. and not just it's chadwick him. boseman but it's kind of like he was he became he was the, the heart right but he was he was the heart uh-huh. and of course the heart is what kind of feeds that and, and pumps blood to the rest of the body and but he had all these other things. He, You had Angela Bassett that was part of that. You had, like, there were so many people. Ryan Coogler who wrote and directed mm. it. Like, it was a, it was a, authentically, like you were saying before in our last episode, yeah. it was like a, it was a Black story. Yeah. It's almost interesting that you say that he was the heart, because I would almost say that he was the face, because, like, it's still going without him. Yes. If it, like, and, but I think he gets confused as the heart, in the way that people talk about of like Black Panther and and to this point, and I think that's where I was kind of like, what does she mean? Because it said started marching uh, of like people using Chadwick Boseman as like, this is the heart, how this all started. It's like, well, well that's, it started he, long before. He was a part of the body, right. but you know, he wasn't, he's not the driving force because it will continue to be there even after he's gone, which is what the, the part of. You just get is. a heart transplant, Isha. That's the same thing with when, when, when one heart stops, if you, if you can't resuscitate it, they transplant another one into you. They I transplant another goes. into into the body. I mean, it's kind that's, of that's, that's kind of morbid. Unfortunately, I, no, I was gonna say but, convoluted, but okay. But I get you what you're trying to say. Yeah, but um, still, the the fact that it did, like you were saying, it did not start with Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for a long time. He's like a cell on the body that just you right. Know. If you wanna, if you wanna say who 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 started, it, I guess you could say. Why well, I'm blanking on the name of of the actor of the actress who was in. What was that that movie called? That crappy movie called Gone with the Wind. Hattie uh, Hattie uh, May. Uh, she she. Oh. Um. Yes, I know who you're talking about, but 
and how would, and, and it, it probably had started from before then but i was like Are if you, you want to films because i was like it in... prob- probably in films hattie mcdaniel mm-hmm. um and how she had to deal with a lot of a lot of crap and and going on and and continuing forward until we get to today and i don't know who the black the first black film star was mm-hmm. um i know that a lot of times we, we talk about hattie mcdaniel um and so maybe maybe there was someone before her mm-hmm. you know i'm like there's always somebody that comes before and then someone else picks up the load once they once they've put it down or or once they've passed on mm-hmm. to continue to carry it forward and there there's this legacy of so many that have continued to carry it forward but there's also so many who don't get a shot because they as um one of the the people I talked to, the doctor uh, listened to, Dr. Boyce Watkins on occasion, he was talking about the economic hunger games of of Hollywood mm-hmm. and how Black actors don't, regardless of where you are in the diaspora, don't have the same opportunities. He was like, they're, they never run out of roles for your Brad Pitts and your Leonardo DiCaprio's and your Julia Roberts mm-hmm. or whatever, but you only have X amount of roles for your will smiths and your idris elbas like and so then they just kind of pinpoint whoever they want to elevate or they would just reuse them over and over and over right again because it's like this is the familiar face that this the, the quote unquote but not majority uh are familiar with and comfortable with seeing at this point like they've seen they've and they still hate on them but yeah the the i feel like that's why for me this movie was great because of like in a way, because it was less killing white people, or there was a, like, do you realize how small that white cast was? Yeah, it was, it was a mostly. Super, it was so how tiny. much, how and many how- jobs were given for that those moments for people to be there as like, uh, even like actors uh, for a day or what do you call them, um, extras, extras and things yeah. like that. Like I was thinking of that as well, and it's not a it's. It's things like that too, of seeing yeah. more, not just having opportunities in these bigger roles, but also in these smaller roles to give the effect of like what is actually out there when you're walking down the street. Because I still be watching stuff, even if it's a black main cast, if all the people in the background are mostly white, and 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 also the fact of who's also behind the mm-hmm. camera as well, as well, because that could also be an issue if mm-hmm. you want to have as just as much diversity behind the camera as in front of it, right. That's a, so I mean, like that's what it's the biggest picture too. But I do think there's there's merit to that conversation of like, where's is there going to be more of a change? Because there are like more black shows and stuff like that. Or and by black shows, I mean I'm meaning in this particular conversation shows that show black people as they exist in this world and not just like a a, a little a group a, a a small group amidst the sea of white you know um because i think it was a grand crew it's just a random show about black people living on the west coast and there's black people in the background or abbott elementary i mean there's a mix but it's like black people everywhere mixed right. with some browns and this and that like that's where I, I i know it's not a big thing of major roles but i have been noticing steps in that which right. are that i appreciate because there's some, sometimes i see stuff and i'm like I know y'all trying it in the front, but in the back, and I'm like that only makes me assume in the in behind the camera too. If yeah. you ain't got a lot out of the front, what you got in the back? And also, when you were talking about with um, shows and, and movies about how we're also moving away from black people being in and the Gina Davis Institute was talking about mm. that too. Black people just being stereotyped as like your your athletes and your singers and your dancers. Mm-hmm. But you know, they are, you know, black women can be in STEM now mm-hmm. and they're usually shown to be smarter and stuff like that. But you're still the smart best friend who can't get a man. Or you're still the smart best friend who is also slash Jezebel. And, or, you know, they they try to merge them all together. So you might be the smart trans best friend who does whatever. Instead of having multiple people, you mm. just try to roll them all into one person and be like, okay, we got all our minorities in this box, this wrapping this here. Mm. And then the, you are friend or 
you know, sidekick to the white lead, whoever that person might be. Which is why if you all have any ideas of things or you see stuff that's like, drop us a line because there are stuff that is fighting that dynamic or changing that dynamic. Like I was saying, there's Grand Crew where you have regular Black people, Abbott Elementary, outside of these, just like there's a Jezebel, there's a Tom Swift. You have a Black class with different dynamic roles. Like it's not always what it once was. Yes. So, but the way that we, you know, expand this is by how, how do people, black people work? Talking drum, word of mouth. That's how we just, not just black people, but a lot of people of colors, like traditional ways of communicating and sharing were through stories or word of mouth. And that's kind of how we have, that's how things get built up with our community and voting with your dollars. That too. Voting with your dollars, voting with your time at elections, yeah. knowing your judges. That's not trying to make this political, but also I have to pee soon. So, <laughs> but anyway, the first person, the first black uh, actor or successful actor in film and career, it was by the name of Stepan Fetich. They were a comedian on vaudeville. Mm. Um, name was Lincoln Theater Monroe Andrew Perry. Is this the first like on stage recorded? They okay. are no they are considered to be the first successful black actor to have a film career. Oh, see film career. I'm I was asking about like theater. Oh, I that I do not know. It's it I, might go, I'll look the, that he, up later. He was born in nineteen oh two. So Yeah. I mean I'm sure there were secret there are black people more, theaters running around. Yeah. So many more on vaudeville, but He's the first recorded. Okay. He's the first black film star, at least he's considered to be. Oh, to be the first. I want to be the first of something. Well, choose something and go for it. I want to be the first How person. about the first to, to colonize Saturn? That'd be cool. Actually, I want to colonize. I want to go to Rise of Four. I want to be the first human in this reality to go to Rise of Four. Okay. Well, Dream while big, you work on that. Dream big. And get it done. We'll see you next time. Putting these crayons back in the box. Look for us on all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Music by Moon Apple XX. You can find them on Instagram as well as art done by Midnight Man. That's all.